Shalom. Hi, I'm John. I'm Avram. And this is our podcast, Rabbi's Pot Kosher. Season four, episode four, I believe. Our comeback tour has begun. <laughs> We're like fish, you know, who only have resident shows <laughs> at, <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. Central Park. Yeah. And then we go out on tour, you know? Or we this we decide when we want exactly. to play. Exactly. When we, we want to record, you know? Like what the Beatles, they were like, <laughs> we haven't put out an album in a couple of months. Well, we'll put out an album. We'll put out an album. We'll exactly. put out a song. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway... Much has happened in the world since since we last recorded. Since September. Though. Since September. <laughs> we won't go over all of it, but... What, what, imagine? Needless to say, the world has descended... Further into... Further into mayhem. madness. What if we, like, did a session, uh, an episode on, like, the top events of 2019? You know how, like, People Magazine, all those, like... You we know. I think we missed that time. Now that we're like fifteen <laughs> in days in, we're mamish in the future. We missed it. We could have. Maybe we could still do like decade. We're in the future right now. We could do like decade stuff. Don't you feel like twenty twenty is the future? I like even numbers, so I'm into this decade. Right. I was thrown off by twenty nineteen was weird. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> That's a very interesting comment. It is. Anyway, we're in Oscar season. Obviously. Um, the nominations came out yesterday. They did. Some major snubs. Major snubs, most notably, Harav Adam Sandler. Harav Hagaon, of the rabbi, the, our Morenu Vadunenu Virabenu, our teacher, our master, and rabbi. You know, we've had our... Um, disagreements over the years, certainly in terms of... You and I? Yes, but I think we both are on the same page in understanding Sandler's brilliance. Um, obviously, he does make some questionable movies at times, but... He's on, the, it's, he's on his own level. He's on his own level. He's on his own Madrega, his I own I think you told me, like, he just wants to make money for him and his friends. He wants to have fun with him and his friends. Like, and that's make why lots he makes of money. Movies. He does. So, I don't, money. you know, in that context, his he's monologue, taking advantage did of... Did you see SNL when he hosted SNL? No. And, because he, like, he apparently got fired from SNL with Chris Farley. Oh. And so, when he came back to host, I think it was, like, the <laughs> first time. I don't know if it was the first time, but he basically was like, I got fired, but then I made billions of dollars <laughs> in the box office, you know? Same with Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> He got fired from SNL? Not from SNL, but his job. <laughs> it's right. his campaign that I'm singing. Anyway. Interesting. Sandler snubbed. His role in Uncut Gems, in my opinion, was brilliant. You were um, blown away. I was completely blown away. From immediately seeing him on screen, I felt his performance was... You were captivated. Completely. You were enraptured by In fact, the, the fact that he wasn't nominated... Yeah. I don't believe I'm going to watch the Oscars this year in protest. <laughs> You're boycotting the I, Oscars. I think it, to me, it shows how far they've fallen that they don't recognize <laughs> his brilliance because they're so snobbish. Because they're like, oh, it's Adam Sandler, so we can't... This is why I love you, because you speak in such extremes. But do you remember, like, all the films that Leo was not nominated for? Like, it was a thing. It was a thing. Leo was not nominated for many Oscar-worthy, Oscar-worthy films, you know? I think they fall into the trap of, like, the sexy picks. 
Right. Well, it's a, it's interesting that you mentioned that because we need to talk about like the, everyone knows the Oscar nominations, best picture, lead actor, lead actress. For Rabbi's Pot Kosher, though, we're going to talk about what is the movie that has the most Torah elements or values or themes in them. Mm. That's, that is the subject of, of today's podcast. So a movie that is saturated. Saturated with, with Torah. With Torah. What jumps out to you? <sighs> There's so many. Uh, frankly, there are so many. They're the obvious ones. That not on a cinematic lens, which is I know how you often approach mm. it, but just in terms of like <laughs> the the subject matter. Obviously, the two popes, which is like about religion, very underrated versus film, amazing performances, but an, but but a strong strong story between like what is the role of religion and faith today? Yeah, played out. I'm sure a lot of listeners haven't seen the movie. So the two popes tells the story of like one of the unique. I don't know if it maybe it happened once before in the papal history where like a pope resigns. I think he was the first. I don't know if he was the first. All right. But anyways, like it doesn't really happen. Yeah. You know? It's like a job for life. It's like a Supreme Court thing, but like but with religious gravitas. And he was someone who um he had a more conservative he was like from. outlook. I mean, he was from. We have to talk about what from means, you know. Okay, so he was um he, but he also was in, like, Hitler he Youth was as a kid. He was Haredi. He was Haredi, some might say. He was more, like, ultra-conservative. He was in Hitler Youth as a kid, I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Um, which some people think is also why he, like, had to step back. And then the new pope, who's the current pope, was more, he was, he was... Chesed. He was, yeah, kindness, rooted in loving kindness. Out in the streets, and, uh, by the way, Rav Avi... I have, well, I, this is a total side note, but since we also use these sections as just, just catching up with each other, of I'll course. tell you that recently yeah. I saw our rabbi, Rabbi Avi Weiss, um, who you'll be traveling with soon God willing. Um, to Poland in January, an anniversary of the 75th liberation of, of Auschwitz. I went with him to Muncie this past Saturday, and he was telling me about, we were talking about the two popes, and he said... He saw it. He, I don't know if he saw it, but he was he like, knows about he it. was a fan he of was this brief. pope. He was said, he said that this pope was like very strong for the Jewish community in South America with the whole Amia bombing situation, and everything. Anyways, even before he became the pope, even before he became the pope, yeah, um, because that's where he came from. That's where he was. By the way, I think you're also missing like the <clears throat> element of the movie that I think is loaded with. Torah is their friendship, right? It's the chavrusa. It's the partnership of them discussing back and forth about around these various issues. And I think in current society, we tend to lock ourselves in, like, our own chambers. And this is, like, real dialogue and growth right. can only come from... From that type of encounter. What's sad like, is uh, that... Like Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lakish, famous right. Chavrusa. The issue, though, is that, like... Well, it's probably seriously dramatized, so we don't know how much of it is, like... Is, is real, but I like... I feel like you're just coming around to that. What's that? Like, when it first came out, you were like, everything is, like, <laughs> historically it's, accurate. It doesn't matter, though, because it's... Because you're right. It, it's the depiction of that encounter. It's true, did you see, in did, a sense. Yeah. Did you see the article in the Times recently that talked about, like, history books? The mm. same publishers of history books that, like, depending on the state, 
like give a different like depiction of history. Mm. So Texas versus like California is like crazy. Wow. And you could argue like right. It's true. So. So, so that's what you're going with. Two no, quotes. I don't know if I'm. Go- I'm just saying, like you asked. That one. It jumped out, out to me in terms of, but but frankly, it might. It should maybe be disqualified because usually when we talk about religious themed movies, we immediately disqualify anything that has overtly religious things, and like that's the two popes, you know. Mm. So. All right. What about what do you do with the Joker? <sighs> you know, this is probably I think the most controversial movie of the year. Um, it's 11 nominations also for the most of any movie. Right. I don't think anyone can um, cast a doubt over Joaquin Phoenix portrayal. I think there, he's a, a lock in for that one. He's very strong. Very I think strong. the movie itself has um, what to talk about, but what do you think? Where, where are you at in it? The Torah of the Joker is... I think captured in the last scene before, spoiler alert, he shoots Robert De Niro on live television (laughs) and says, like, what do you get in the society when you ignore the mental health Mm. issues and the poor and, right? It's basically like a Torah about the Sitra Ahra or like the... Unleashed. Unleashed. The other side. Like, tapping into your most base... Like and the rabbis have an understanding impulses. that the Yetzirah has a value. Has a purpose in the If world. it can be... Um, harnessed. Harnessed in the right way. Right. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. The Joker mm-hmm. is Purim. Say it out more. Because um, on the one hand, you would say that's obvious, right? Like, joking, dressing up, drag, comedy. Kind of... in. Obviously, I do not support the violence. Let let me just be clear. But what he represented outside of that is like holy darkness. Mm. You're saying there was something alluring about the darkness. Mm-hmm. His darkness, and the the element of like destabilizing the the norms. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it being connected to Purim in that way. Um, I mean, Purim, as we know, is also extremely violent. It has a yeah, it has that. and a lot, and a lot of people now are uncomfortable with you know right. the end of the Megillah. Right, that's also true. So, do you, would you give him best actor? Um, who else is nominated? I mean, he definitely is. You got Dreyfus. Yeah, from I actually haven't heard your take on the Marriage Story. The Marriage Story. Um, the Marriage Story. My major critique of the Marriage Story: they just needed a good therapist. Uh, <laughs> you think the marriage was was the marriage was redeemable? Like, I think it was redeemable. Oh, one like New York and the other one like LA. Yeah, the Seder. You just need to like learn to talk to each other and see each other's like needs and wants and desires. And it, she, he came around in the end, right? She moved to LA. She became a star, and he decided to get a job at UCLA. It's like great. Couldn't you figure that out in therapy? Mm. Okay. <laughs> like it had some gr- don't get me wrong it had some amazing encounters of like rage unleashed between the husband and wife right but like go to therapy I think know? the first scene reveals <laughs> why, why the marriage was doomed to fail say it out I believe in Perke Avos there's a lot ethics of our fathers as something along the lines of if love is dependent upon something right when that love ceases to exist Right. The love fades away. It's Meaning, unsustainable. If I love you because you're Only funny, because. right? 
what happens when you're not funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something that's unconditional lasts, sustains itself. And the first scene of the movie is them just saying, oh, I love this person because of this quality of them. And I'm not saying that you can't love somebody for their qualities. That's ridiculous. But it it almost revealed that their love was dependent upon so many things that the person displayed. I don't know that I agree. Like, they didn't love each other at their deepest core. I think they They didn't did. allow for growth. I don't that's, th- the, that's what it is. Yeah, but that's different than not loving each other at your deepest core. I think, if anything, they did love each other at their deepest core. That's why they return to that list at the very end, mm. and he, like, breaks down. Like, And that's why they do end up making those compromises, because they do love each other. But it's mm. that piece of, do they allow each other for growth in the way that they need to? It's mamish the idea of, like, an Azer Connecto. Right, when you have like a, and the rabbis, right, there's an idea of like a soulmate, a basherit in Yiddish, but the, a concept of an azer connect of a life partner. Like is, a challenger. Right, is someone who, with whom, who gives you strength, that's azer, but negdo is oppositionally, right? Like they're, mm. they challenge you, but they push you in a strength and a growing type of way. You're, it, it, you, we don't have a lot of characters in the Torah that have that dynamic. Have that dynamic. I don't know that I agree. I think I think we do see that dynamic. I mean, certainly, you know, I think I think all the patriarchs and matriarchs, the Avos and Imahos. Their relationships weren't as good as it doesn't I'm not talking about like whether or not they were I'm saying you have that dynamic of gotcha. of a yin and a yes, yang. Yin and yang. Okay. Like, Let's move on. Yeah? We got two other movies I wanna talk about. Let's hear. What do you do with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mamish, you want to know what I want to think about once upon a time yeah. in Hollywood? It's Hevel Shebehavalim. That vanities, was not your initial Vanities of, of vanities. It was, by no, the way. No, it wasn't. I could go back and... Remind me, what was it? I, it was a strong... Continue talking. It I was will a, find what, it's you, a, what you said on it. It is a strong, like, film, without a doubt, and no surprise that Hollywood want to deify Hollywood and the Oscars. That's what they often do. Oh my god, you're such a sucker for that. Well, it's true. That's what they do. No, oh, that's why you loved La La Land, too. Tarantino is subversive on that, though. Yes, he is re... It's not... It's, it's right, similar to Inglorious Bastards in that way, right? Of, like, telling a different type of history and story. But, um... I need to have more, like... I need to have more meat on the bones than just, like, glitzy violence. There was only really one violence scene in the I know, movie. but, like, I, like... Let's talk... I think there's... You're not giving it enough credit. Let's like, think it. about Leo's character. Leo's character was hilarious and awesome. There's got to be a lot of Torah in that. Let's hear it. I mean, this is a guy who's obsessed with fame, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, continually... Um, needing other people to reaffirm him as a right. legitimate a value. <laughs> value yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Okay. And the danger in that. Yes. What's Pitt in that movie? <laughs> I mean, he's right. totally brilliant. Yeah, Pitt was solid, solid. I don't know. I hear what you're saying about Leo's character. I definitely felt that. Um, I also think Big Adol, the movie is at large an amazing midrash on what I, I think Tarantino's got this new obsession with like taking historical events and um kind of rewriting them 
or giving an alternative narrative. To what end, though? Well, he goes pretty far with it. Yeah. Um, there, there is one line at the end where the Manson people are like, we're going to kill the people who taught us how to kill. Mm, mm, mm. Again, violence. I don't never support violence, but I think he's he's touching upon something there, certainly. I haven't seen all of the films, and I have to be honest, that were nominated, but just to go quick, to do a quick sweep through, like, you could talk about Bombshell, right? The Rising of the Women, taking over, like... The Parsha this week. Right, the Parsha this week, Parsha Shemot Exodus. I heard Ford versus Ferrari was very strong. I didn't see it. And it was I love it was car related. I, yeah, I, I couldn't get over the like car that. piece. You know, <laughs> um, it had a bad title. I know you didn't see this, but like, and the movie we could say is like a subpar biopic. However, oh, her no. performance—you're going to embarrass yourself. I'm not going to because you're not. Let me say what I want to say, which is just the story of Harriet Tubman is so like inspiring. It's the most Jewish like redemptive story that there is. It's the story of the Exodus. I mean, she was called Moses, for Pete's sake, John. You mm-hmm. know? So just in terms of, like, historical figure... Um, Wait. I thought that, of... I have the deepest movie. Yeah? Torah-related. Sorry hear. to cut you off. I know you love her. Let's hear. Toy Story 4. <laughs> Without a doubt. I'm serious. Wow. Toy Story 4. Did you see 4. it? I did see it. Um, you have to rem- you have to say out the elements it's, that speak of Torah values. Okay, too. obviously all Pixar movies have the Torah of like Lech Lecha of having to all leave movies. Home. All, obviously, all mov- all good movies. All good but movies. Have Pixar that movies, especially. Sure, of course. It's coming to terms with your place in ha- in having the strength to move on. Finding Meaning, your tough kid in the world. What's your role? Like. It was time to move on. He had to leave the group. It's like Moshe Rabbeinu. Like I have to leaving. leave. Like, you know, it's not my job to take you into this next chapter or next place. Exactly. Speaking of Woody, it, speaking of Woody, I don't, I don't think either of us saw this film, but one, um, Which one? A, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Did I you know. see it? It's shocking because we love... We love Tom Hanks and Mr. Rogers, <laughs> so it's pretty ridiculous that we have not seen it. That will be our homework. We should see that. The Irishman. Are we both silent on this one? I forgot your take on it. Um, the Irish... So I knew that story, and I would seen that story depicted. Obviously, it's made, like Scorsese is such a master for, masterful storyteller. He's the Magid, you know? Magid. If you think about yeah. like the role in the Hasidic tradition of, of the Magid, it was the storyteller, the Magid of Mezrich, right? And you also like, have to have chutzpah to just go three and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. Three it's, and a half it's hours. It's mamish like... It's kind of, you know you're at the top of your game when you do that. It's yeah. like <laughs> fish when they just play like a 40-minute jam of one song. Right. It's like you will stay and you will listen right. to this. Well, it helps when you have such tour de force performances. Yeah, like, I mean, it helps them having like the greatest actors of the generation. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that for that reason alone, the film is worth seeing. Here's, and Pacino, this is somebody, obviously. I love Martin Scorsese. He's probably top three filmmakers of all time I am disappointed given his New York Times article for those who remember he wrote this very yeah, controversial yeah, yeah. piece about how Avenger movies like are 
destroying Hollywood because of their predictability and um, okay. there's no element of surprise and there's no character development. This is a man who has made his entire career off of like a gangster film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the it it was somewhat ironic that after that piece he reverted to like a movie that he has made four or five times. Right. There you're saying like in the story itself doesn't feel so like in in unique. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But I th- I do think the I mean I I hear that. I hear that. I just think like again Pacino's performance was so like breathtaking and also the betrayal of like mm. of the best friend basically. I mean I don't know if we call him best friend but like that close I think we see the. I think there are probably more examples of that type of chabruta relationship, Brad and Leo, you know, in the totally. films that we could probably. But again, I'm and maybe and we'll end on this. Yeah, <laughs> but well, that should be another thing. All time movie chabrutas, chabrutas right? It's Woody, excellent, <laughs> excellent idea. Um, again, I'm going back to how we started. How we can close is yeah. I, I, I think Uncut Gems was the best movie of the year. Say why. I think it was raw, gritty, yeah. original. Um, I'll say also this. I I would agree that like it was super strong, and it was super strong for the same reason, I think, that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood didn't feel... Which is, like, it was the same pursuit of Hevel Havalim, of, like, vanity and vanities. Yeah. But, like, Uncut Gems is, like, insight into the addict's mind. Right, like mm. is, this is a gambler who is ready to risk his family career. Like, right, like once there was that scene. Once he finally like had gotten it, he yeah. then put all of that money on the line again. Yeah. By the way, there's a halacha that um, a Jewish law that a, a pathway gambler yes um, cannot serve as a witness. Wow, what's that about? You think? Well, I think there's somebody who's willing to do something like that to gamble money right. in such a, a way yeah. can't really be trusted. To be fair, also the rabbis prohibited women from being witnesses as well. <laughs> Alright. The rising we'll of the women, yeah. bombshell. Yes. Anyways. We didn't even talk Star Wars. Anyway. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. Peace. Peace.